Well, hello there. It's the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts to Blue Wire. Shouts to American Fireworks, our longtime friends and sponsors there in Hudson. They're always open at American fireworks.com it's halloween weekend you want to spice up your party dial up americanfireworks.com and light it up with them should i go on with some slogans dre or no go ahead slogan us up you matter you you matter (laughs) when you do this and you usually are a guy that uh, already has a um you know i I feel like part of you is aging as we go along because if anyone knows anything about uh, zach jackson is that you usually used to when you were young and still not cool um, you would always have something to do with with Halloween and dressing up as some of the people's favorite or least favorite or least infamous football players or athletes across America. Yeah. So what's funny is um, we're having some people over tomorrow for, you know, just Halloween being the theme. It's not a party, right? It's just Ohio State's on and, right. um, you know, the kids can can go through the neighborhood if they want. And I can like last year I got grounded because I was supposed to be handing out candy, but I was, I just closed the garage door and was watching football myself. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> so we had kind of gone back and forth. Like, well, we have to, at least we don't have to go costume costume, but if we're going to host, right? Like we should do something. Well, right. just like with everything else, you get old and you get busy and you forget. So like this morning, it was like a movie moment. Like I was doing something and I was trying to decide what to do next and how to parse my time, you know, before whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, we don't have a costume. And then I had a smart ass line. I was going to toss it out and say, should I dress as Casey Hampton? But people who don't know that joke would then think that I root for the Steelers or something. So anyway, yeah. so I was about to say, okay, what do I have in my closet? And again, when people get mad about that, um, of the jerseys that I have in the closet. Right, I have right. a Greg Little. Yeah. I have a John Paul Manziel. Uh, and I have an Aaron Hernandez. That's the one I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'll just pro- – I I don't know what I'll do. We'll I think see. you can get a – well, never mind. You are around kids and everything else. I, it, no, yeah. Well, see, see that's I, a- I will tell you this. Um, I – a friend of mine well into adulthood used to have a pretty classic Halloween party. Right. Right. And in addition to it being a tough time of year for me, and then obviously some years I wasn't in town because I was traveling, I kind of got exhausted by it. Not not the party, not seeing my friends, right? Especially because right. you know, Ohio State night game would be associated to to it many years. But like the going all out, because that's just how I am. I don't mind doing it, right? Right. Um, I don't mind playing dress up. I'm not just saying I'm better than anybody. It's just, I don't like to half-ass it. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So about three years ago, a bunch of us did the white claw can thing and we had an actual oh, yeah. party to go to and we like went all out with the trash cans and the decor and they were nice. Like it was an idea that was actually followed through <laughs> right? <laughs> and like people put work and detail into it. And so we, we did it, but then like the next year came around and I was just like, I don't have any desire. I don't have the energy to, to go through it. So I, I'm kind of an all in or all out person on that as, as i guess what i'm saying okay yeah so you're you're aging out of it but that is something that you used to like i'm not i've never been big on dressing up for halloween um if it's something simple that i can attach and go i'll do it um i know we have trick-or-treat here i, I believe tomorrow uh, around our neighborhood i'll probably be a lot like you uh but actually you know i will say this about our neighborhood there's things many things i could complain about but i won't do that but i will say um because we have a neighborhood that's like newer like there's no like there's no veterans of the hood. You know what I mean? Like, right. since it's a new, the you know OG. what I mean? So, right. Yeah. There, yeah. So there's nobody that kind of like sets the tone for. There's people in hoods, but there's no. <laughs> <veterans>. <laughs> I 
I couldn't pass that he, up. I'm he, sorry. he said that, and I'm not disagreeing. And I'm I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk back slowly, take five steps, and I'm gonna turn and run. To that. <laughs> um, but you know, like, there's no standard that's been built around here, which is yeah. good and bad. Uh, there's a lot of times when it's bad, but the good out of it comes on days like tomorrow, like trick or treating, where uh, you know it, it, our kids, for the most part, when our kids first start trick or treating, they had no idea um, why mom and dad got to do Jello shots or what Jello shots were uh, as you go from house to house. Like, there's literally houses that, and it's almost set up because it's like set up by a bunch of college kids, basically that that have graduated to to parenthood and just don't want to forget about their college years. But you can literally, I I got a pretty good feel right now that I can go about every six to seven houses. And the sixth or seventh house will have something waiting for you if you if you if you are an adult and want to partake is what I would okay. say. So. Well, no, that that's cool. I mean, that's how traditions get built, right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what's funny is I started to think here. Um, like I've had some good costumes over the years, going way back, but they were mostly like inside jokes. And sometimes we explain things for forty five minutes here, but this is the happy hour edition, so we only got about twenty five. <laughs> right. But what what's funny is people will when I'm in like this has happened. Many times in my adult life, people were like, well, you went to OU, man. Halloween must have been it. It must have been wild. Right. And like the answer is yes, but my real answer is I'm Reggie Jackson's son. I didn't like when everybody came to Athens for Halloween. <laughs> Get right, off my lawn. Right, right, right. right, right. Like the cops were up. Every, the security was up. Like everything was – was just different. And so it becomes I, amateur. We've said it becomes amateur. Day. Yes. Like, yeah. like, and like those holidays that used to be fun, especially when you're in places like that, they become amateur day because every amateur from every corner and nook of the place shows up and it takes away all the fun from it. Kent was the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And I know OU's canceled theirs this year. They used COVID as a front, but uh, you know, I just think there's the realities of, of the world we live in. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. And people don't know how to act. Right. people don't know how to act at the fucking grocery store or driving up 21 in the morning right so you can't invite thousands of them to an alcohol fueled event yeah (laughs) to get good results you can i mean you almost have to invite you you can't invite everybody so it'll be fun tomorrow i think we're both kind of in the same lane i think starts at six o'clock hopefully by the time the ball the gang kicks off for ohio state um, I'll have enough, uh, I'll have enough jello shots in me that I'll have my two, three TV set up and I won't get up. Uh, I won't have to get up Sunday morning to do pregame. I'll be ready for a one o'clock game. Hey, how about that? Big Browns game. And it's at one o'clock on a Sunday. The one thing that we've gotten away from, uh, with the Browns and where they're at is just a normal one o'clock game. It's almost like it's, it's like, it's against our religion to play at one o'clock and, and it's a good game, uh, that they'll have at one o'clock. But before we get to that, we mentioned Ohio state, we haven't talked a lot of college football, um, it's been a different type of year. Penn State, I find it intriguing is what I'll say. Ohio State obviously getting ready to play Penn State. Um, and James Franklin, who I think is a good coach, I think the way we rank and go about things, he walked into a tough situation. Let me say that. Uh, and the situation that he left in Vanderbilt, there's some question marks about some things off the field, obviously. Um, but I think he's a decent enough coach. That's not really the point I want to get at. But I find it interesting that the Browns are getting ready to take on Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. His name has been bountied about with some college jobs, and he went he went roughshod over it and basically said, "Screw you! I'm never going. That's never going to happen." James Franklin, on the other hand, has changed agents and talked about it in odd ways. That if my kid was getting re- recruited to Penn State and that quarterback that plays for Medina, um, I would pay a lot of attention to what's going over and on over the next four weeks. Or am I just uh, yeah. out of my mind right now? Yeah, no. Um, look, there was two answers this week. There was James Franklin's 
answer, which was, um, well, um, well, two of them, two, there was three answers. Two of them were by Franklin. One was, um, well, um, we're just focused on Illinois. Well, you played Illinois last week and lost one of the worst teams ever. And it's not like you and I in college trying to get out of where we were, where we were at the night before. (laughs) Yes. And his second one was along the lines of, I love Penn state and this is my home, but there's a lot of moving parts. Whereas Mike Tomlin came out and gave the denial. Now, that's who Tomlin is, right? And it, right. it was kind of absurd. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, and, and we'll get back to where, you were, where I think you were going with it in a minute. Okay. But, um, you know, Tomlin was awesome. I think he's a crappy game manager, but, man, he's, he's, he's an impressive cat. Great. Wait, 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 that's a great conversation piece. I don't think he's the best game manager in the world, but you don't have to be to be a great coach. Sure. No, and he's proven that. I mean, his record of teams off loss and off by – anytime you need to be ready to play. Right. Right. And they've they've long had good teams, but they've had strong personalities. Right. They've had high expectations. All the stuff you got to make all the stuff when you are an NFL coach that you get paid to manage more than the game. Yep. He's he's done well with I think having a strong personality. We'll get back. I think that's a great conversation about coaches that get caught up and messed up. Um, this the guy there's guys that can scheme, there's guys that can motivate, there's guys that are technical technicians. Uh, there's a lot of different ways it's gonna cat to get a victory, right? For sure, for sure, and several of them, yes. Um, but what I want to say about Tomlin, he said, never say never, but never. Never, uh, yeah. The key word was never say ne- was never. <laughs> right. But I, I just want to say this for all of them, for Mike Tomlin, for James Franklin, for Matt Campbell, for whomever. Um, this is part of the deal. When oh, no. you make $7 million to coach football or $4 million right. to coach football, this is the culture that we live in. And th- this culture that's driven those prices up, that's made coaching search season its own season on the football calendar, which has helped NFL and college football grow because of the hope that it brings and the optimism that it brings and, and the year round cycle, right? Like before the year, instead of writing a preview about the special teams, you write about the coaching cycle, right? Um, like, your name's going to be brought up, right? And you are going to be linked to these things, and you have to deal with them. So time well, will show us to hit it head on, but you just – that's just our – it's just part of what it's going to well, be. Let me, okay, let me ask you something because I'm glad you said it that way because Tomlin said something else that, that grabbed my attention, and I agree with it. Why don't you hear guys like uh, – who did he bring up? The New Orleans coach, he brought up two other coaches. He's like, do you do this shit too? Oh, Andy Reid and Sean Payton. Andy Reid and Sean and, and I agree with him. If, if what you just said is true, why doesn't that happen to Andy Reid? Um, well, I think someone drug up that Sean Payton was linked the last time USC was open. Was he really? Yeah. I just saw it in passing. Okay, but Andy Reid, I've never heard involved. His point is those guys are two established NFL coaches, and you don't see their names drug, drug into that type of shit. Yeah, why? I mean – but but I I mean I I don't know uh, I think there's no buts but there there is something to that I mean okay well, think, let me ask what, you this let, me say, no let me say wait wait let me say it this way whatever we say about who he is as a coach he's established his stuff as an NFL coach he hasn't been around college in two decades and he's been the Pittsburgh Steelers coach for a long enough that it is kind of a slap going on in the two face. decades yes. going on right so why would like why is it said about him but it's not said about Andy Reid or someone that's been around almost two decades. Okay. There's not many other coaches that have been around that long I, I at one get, place. I get what you're saying, but let, let me ask you this. Was he, by doing that, trying to make a larger point of some sort? Or was he just saying to Carson Palmer, like, this bullshit for, for you to drag me into this? Um, I, 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 
I don't know. I don't have that I part. Didn't, I know that he said that, but that part didn't especially strike me. It struck me. And I know, I know a lot of other men it struck, to be honest with you. And it's because it struck us because I get where he's going with that. When I, I could see if it's what you're saying is, well, if you make this much money, okay, if you want to say that about the Penn State coach, fine. But if you've established yourself as one thing, and I think Mike Tomlin has, is he, it, hell, to be honest with you, I'm glad you brought up that he's not a great, uh, not a great tech, whatever you, whatever you said about him as a game manager, you're right. But the guy he replaced wasn't a great game manager either. Like that's how Pittsburgh Steelers coaches have always been. Bill Cowher was a great motivator. And you know, now did Bill Cowher get his name? And he did. But see, I feel like Bill Cowher got his name drug more after he was no longer coaching. I, yeah. it, I, I don't know why he said it, Zach. But I would say this to you as a friend. Pay attention to it because he said it for a reason. And I, and I tend to – it made me question and think, why is he and others aren't? You're probably right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the door open and say 10 15%. There's no doubt he knew this was coming, right? Because Tomlin talks on Tuesdays at noon. He has for all 15 years he's been right. a coach in Pittsburgh, right? Um, what Carson Palmer said was Monday, I believe, or at least it got hot on Monday. That's, right. that's when I found out about it. So at some point Monday night or Tuesday before the press conference, Tomlin sat with his PR director and whoever else is in that building that he trusts for things, whether it's a coordinator or a you know, front office person we don't know about or, or, or whatever. And they made sure that his answer was going to be right. Don't you, but see, do you, do you really think they tell Mike Tomlin what to say or how to say not, it? No, not to say it, but they say this is going to be the rundown. They probably said because I think I explain that to people because I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, a good PR person will sit down with a coach or player or quarterback or whomever's getting ready to have a conversation, and they'll say, "Hey, coach, this is the kind of the hot topics you can look for." Somebody don't probably want your has- guy getting cutting off guard. I mean, go back five weeks to our Urban Meyer conversation. I've never right. seen a guy with more power who's sharper, who's done more, be caught off guard by simple life things because he has no feel. Because and we know the PR person there is pretty is pretty adept. And Tomlin's telling- the opposite of that. So you're right. No, no one's telling Mike Tom. To right, it, but you know this is going to come up at some point. Yeah, what we're saying is a good PR person will say, "Hey, Mike, there's people talking about the USC job. Hey, Mike, blah 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 had an injury. Hey, Mike, the you know Ben Roethlisberger's record against yes. the Browns. This may come up, especially like when you in time only talks once a week. I think really like, in the Twitter sphere, something will happen an hour before the and the coach is busy. Coach, right? He's not. He's looking at film or doing something. He don't know yeah. what's happening. So anyway, I, what I'm trying to say there though is. Um, not that anybody coaches him in that way or tells him what to say, but don't you think that it's possible that he was getting himself worked up and that it just kind of slipped in his, like he never planned to say that, but then it was like something that slides out. He was like, I, saying it's bullshit that these guys don't get it, right. whatever his motivation, that, that, that's how I took it. Yeah. Well, see, I took it as that. Here's the thing I'll say, and we can move on to James Franklin quickly. We can keep going. Um, I took that as that was an aside. You know, and I like he like made the point of, you know, never that he never he did all the never stuff, and then at the end it was very unlike Mike Tomlin. And I don't listen to every one of his press conferences, but it was almost like he wanted to get out. Why don't they ask? You know what I mean? Like it, it was almost un Tomlin like. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like it was like an aside of like, well, why the fuck don't they ask those other guys about this? Why are you asking me about this? And I don't I, I don't know him, but it struck me as it was a comment of. Don't do this bullshit to me. I, you know, treat me like you treat other established head coaches. I, I, you're right. You're right. Um, sorry, I, I got, my, my phone was blowing up with something quite ridiculous. Uh, is anything good or no. no? Nothing good. Nothing. <laughs> um, um, let me ask you this about James oh, Franklin. Oh, one more thought. One more okay, thought on coaches here. 
Um, you know whose honeymoon's over if Sunday goes poorly? Who's that? Kevin Stefanski. And I'm not wow. Wait, 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 before we go to I'm that. talking about the game result. Okay, but before we go to that, let me ask you about James Franklin since that game is on Saturday. Is USC a better job than Penn State? Well, right now for what they're offering him, yes. James Franklin wow. has done a wonderful job of trying uh, of keeping Penn State up, right? They have yeah. a big-time strength and conditioning program. They, they have done a pretty good job recruiting that, that shows up in the first three rounds of the draft the last Correct. few years. Correct. It's still in the middle of nowhere fucking Pennsylvania, and yep. you still got to go through Ohio State and some other big boys. Yep. But here's my thing. I, you're right. I don't you know didn't if want to go to USC 18 years ago and follow Pete Carroll. But right now, yeah. LA, what USC is offering? But is US, what is USC offering, though? Because it's in the hood. Like, like USC, like, I was just, who was I? I was, talking to, I was talking to John Tellage yesterday after we shot one of our shows. And we were talking about you in Texas and how Austin, Texas is unbelievable for a certain group, white young kids. Um, <laughs> Which is why you love it so much, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking that damn alma mater song that they sing. <laughs> and there's a lot of black kids across America and across Austin, Texas area that used to run to Texas that don't want to because of that now. And that's a problem. That It's not a problem here in Ohio, but I can tell you, I've, I've got nephews that – grew up in that area then one of them went to texas a&m and left and went somewhere else and there are some racial things that make going to texas not as cool as it was when we saw ricky williams going when you and i were in our teenage years right mm-hmm. is usc still as sexy as it was to like people you and our ages i mean because we grew up usc like you said it's la it's USC. They had the juice. They had Marcus Allen. They, they've had everybody. They've had Clark, you know, Clark, they, Palmer, Reggie Bush, like the, Lindell White. That was one of my favorite teams ever. That was like a rock star team. They still have iconic uniforms and incredible tradition. They play on TV all the time. All right, you're 40 something. Do you think their iconic uniforms are iconic compared to Oregon to an I'm 18-year-old? for James Franklin, not for 18. You can't ask me to answer for athletic 18. Well, I'm, I'm saying you said they have iconic uniforms, but they're iconic to you, James Franklin, and every other 40-year-old that's listening. Are they iconic to an 18-year-old when you got Oregon shoving down your throat? You can wear 15 jerseys in 14 games? I don't know, but, but you can – in L.A., you can recruit. You, you can. should be able to. I don't disagree. If you're in L.A., you should be able to recruit the whole country. Every what kid doesn't want to go to LA? I, I don't disagree with you. Why is UCLA not UCLA is like five minutes from there too, and they're not getting great. I guess what I'm saying is, and you and I, you and I have aged into, oh Jesus, the middle aged man that remembers what. And I'm putting myself in. I'm not just. I'm not pointing at you. I'm pointing at both of us. We have fallen into the middle aged group and remembering with the nostalgia of our te- of our twenties. I don't know if the kids out there are are as engaged to the, that shit as we were. And it, we are. It, some of it's changed. That's why what Ohio State has done is tremendous to me. They've remained relevant. Florida State was Florida State was everything in my teenage years. Everybody had a Florida State hat. Not so much anymore. Um, well, how about this? James Franklin got this Medina kid. Right. To come to state, to, to commit to going to Happy Valley. <sighs> right. What's he think he can get to L.A.? <laughs> yeah 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 i i don't know i i'm not saying you're wrong in the clay heltons of the world and guys like that maybe you do need to have big names i don't 
I'm away. I'm a, I, I was recruited once. I was recruited 25 years ago. Um, you know, getting a scholarship to Penn State was a really big deal, and I'm sure it still is. Uh, but the USC hasn't, like you said, after Carroll left, it just hasn't been the same. I mean, Chip Kelly's at UCLA, and I don't get it. I mean, think about when USC-UCLA used to be, we thought, as a football game, was up there with Ohio State-Michigan when we were in our teenage years. And you had the Troy Aikmans and guys like that. UCLA has no, has no pull anymore, um, which is weird to me because that's LA as well. At Penn State, and, and I don't know the answer to this. None of us do. But at Penn State, he's recruiting those Catholic schools in the DMV and in New mm-hmm. Jersey where nobody's actually Catholic, right? right. But you know, you know, the names, right. And I got to feel like he figures he can still get the best players from there to come to LA. In addition okay. to having access to millions upon millions of yeah. kids within a six hour radius of LA. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, yeah. he hasn't taken the job yet. He hasn't been offered the job yet to, to our knowledge. That was right. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, as this comes around guys, keep in mind, like, Luke Fickle and Matt Campbell are phenomenal football coaches, and they're on any list. They're not L.A. Right, right. You know, I, I don't know if James Franklin is or not, right? Um, but he might feel like that this is his chance to leave Happy Valley under certain circumstances, which would include a raise, include getting USC at the right time. That's the Pete Carroll point yeah. I was making, right? Yeah. Getting there get at the, the right time where expectations have never been lower. Yeah, no offense to anybody. I'd get the hell out of Penn State and go to USC if I had the opportunity. And well, it sounds like James, it. and it sounds like James Franklin <laughs> yeah. is as kind of has the same feelings. All right, I got I got like eight minutes here. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know well, why we went on a tangent on that, but I'm glad yeah. we did. You said Kevin Stefanski if he doesn't win on Sunday, no, could be not, in the wolf could be in the wolf wolf doghouse. No, I didn't say that. It has nothing to do with the result. If he put the quarterback out there and the quarterback A either gets hurt again or B proves to not be ready, then people are going to be like, what? are you doing? I did a live chat today and a bunch more people than I expected to show up, showed up. Thank you. Appreciate you guys reading, sending the question, especially something like that. Cause if nobody shows up, it's just me. Right. <laughs> and, and for all like the 10 or 12 interesting questions, every single one was like, what, why is Baker playing? What's going on? I, I don't well, know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know this. And do we don't so know like, how things work in Berea completely. Do we? No. I mean, the guy, the kid went on a WWE ran a week ago talking about how he, you know, how tough he is and everything else. In, and I wish I would have heard this chat because it sounds interesting, but if if he gets hurt or if he doesn't play well, I'm not blaming the coach. I'm blaming the system that allowed him to be put back out there. Oh, I agree, but that system goes through Kevin Stefanski's – I don't care what Baker says or who he says is in charge. And, and of course, you care what the doctor says, but the doctors – you know what I mean? They're going to give you the information. They're not going to give you the football input. If we were in Las Vegas and we had odds, and we'll get to odds and things of that nature, and this isn't me being negative at all, the odds are as a quarterback in the NFL, you get hit, what, let's say 10 times a game. The odds are pretty high he's going to get hit and get hurt again. Sure, that's what I'm saying this whole time. I'm serious. You know, over the course of three weeks, we leaked three different injuries, right? Right. So he couldn't play last week because the swell – it makes sense. I mean, those are serious injuries. So a week later, he's fine? I, well, it just this doesn't is why, add up. I, this, I don't know. It just doesn't add I agree. up. I agree. And this is why you don't hear – do you hear – how many how many starting quarterbacks are in the NFL? Just the number. Oh, like – 30? 30. There's 30 years starting quarterbacks, right? 32 teams. 32 yeah. teams. 32 starters. Well, yeah. You, um, why is there only one that tells you every hurt and every injury that he has? Because exactly what you just said. Do you know, what's, do you know what Ben Roethlisberger's been dealing with throughout the season? Do we know what – 
Uh, Joe Burrow has been dealing with those. Well, yeah, I'm long. fat and old too, so I know exactly what Ben's been yeah. dealing My point is you'd never hear all the bumps and bruises on coaches because it's exactly what we're talking about, and this is why they tell you to shut up. Molly, Molly barked. She didn't oh, Molly's back. <laughs> I won't call you a bitch going into the weekend because we're about to pick games. All right, Molly. so, yeah, so we're going to um, – I'm going to tell you a story associated with picking games. One of these, one of okay. these happy hours, but not today because I, I I've got like five or six minutes. The kids so. are coming. Fire away. Fire right. away. Give me one second to set everything up. As you know, we've been doing happy hours last. <laughs> uh, we pick, we pick some games. We're not telling you to go spend your money on these. We're just giving you our ideas as we go right off the top. I'll be honest. I have been more prepared the first couple of weeks than I am today, but that's okay, and that's fine. I think I um, had a pretty I, good record last week, didn't I? You did do well last week. Um, I got to find – I actually cleaned up my little office space. I got to do this better. See, that shit um, never works out. <laughs> Live in your right. own filth. You'll know where stuff is. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, a, that is a great lesson from Zach Jackson. Cleaning it up don't help nobody. Don't help me because I can't find shit afterwards. All right. Let's start off with a one o'clock game. We'll just run through them. Uh, we got another week. We got like three double-digit games. Uh, we'll stay away from those. I think two or three. I thought I saw earlier this week. Let's start off in Atlanta. Somehow the Falcons are three and three, and with a victory, they could be four and three. And I don't think they're that good, but they're figuring out how to use that tight end out of Florida. That's fun. They're going against the Panthers, who are three and four. Hey, whoever wins this game is going to feel good about themselves. Panthers will be back to five hundred. Falcons will be over five hundred. It's in Atlanta, and Atlanta is a three-point favorite. They're minus three. What do you got? Man, I feel like it should be seven. Darnold just can't really? take care of the ball. They miss Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't love this one, but there's no way I could take Darnold at this point. Give me Atlanta. Yeah, I think both of us are going to go with Atlanta. Um, it's weird because I don't want to take Atlanta at all. I really don't. Um, I, I think – see, <laughs> what, it was, what has happened to us as a football fans and as a football factory that a quarterback won't even get to 16 starts and we either throw him out, either throw him out and say he's done. Tua and Darnold. I think Sam Darnold got so beat up in, in, with the, with the uh, Jets and had no process. I can't judge who he is just yet. And, but everybody else across America you will. You haven't watched the last two weeks then. I, well, I, but I watched the first two weeks. That's my point. You're yeah. making like that's my. I mean, he point. got benched for PJ Walker last week, Dre. But did he you see him? Giants. Two, I I agree. But did you see him a month ago when he was when he was looked like a, a top five draft pick? Yeah, he still put the ball on the ground three times against the Houston Texans. I and and my that. point to that is, okay, you made a statement about Baker Mayfield a couple of weeks ago that I thought was legit. You're like, hey, we're at 50 starts. That's a pretty good barometer of this is who he is, right? Remember when you said mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's. I don't think is that even 25. They came so you're going, the same year. They did, but he's gone through. He had mono the one year. He's played behind one of the best offense. I'm not making excuses, but these things are part of the growth of a quarterback. No, they sure are. They sure. But we don't. I know, and we don't talk about it anymore. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. I don't. Hey, Sam, right now looks like a backup, but I would still say without looking it up, I don't think he has 30 starts yet. I 45. Think he has 45 starts. Does he really? You're fired. Oh, I'll, I'll take that. If he does, I'll take the firing. Sam, you are Frenchy. Go away. Um, we won't do Dolphins and Bills. It's a 14-point uh, spread on that one. I think the Bills will cover, but I'm not going to write it down. 49ers in Chicago. This is another weird game. 49ers are better than their 2-4 and four record, but they're not because injuries have just tore them apart. The Bears are, eh, Matt Nagy's not coaching, and everybody I know in Chicago and all my Chicago friends thinks that's a plus yeah. for the Bears. <laughs> Uh, the Bears are at a, they're a home dog. San Francisco's minus four. Ugh. The Bears Ugh. haven't had 200 yards of passing in a game yet. 200 yards. Their, their offense, I think Mike Dick is running their offense. Yeah. It's awful. 
<laughs> but I don't like taking a dog. I don't like taking a two and four team with a banged up quarterback as a four point favorite that either. Game's a pass. Why don't we just? Why don't we just yeah, pick five passing. teams? How about that? All right, then we'll pass that. We both took Steelers, Browns. For, yeah. We both took Atlanta. You want to do Eagles, Lions? Just Philadelphia minus three. Um, I'll take the Eagles. I know the Lions try hard, but that's that's where it ends. The Lions try hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They ran a, two fake punts and a fake field goal or some shit last week. And I know. It's bad. It they is were, not I mean, get, they were there. It was a one-score game until like 30 seconds left or something. He'll bite their knees. That, and I like Dan Campbell, but his, his press conference just embarrassed him. All right, here's a good one. Titans, Colts. And I'm very curious how we go with this. Colts are at home. They're three and four. Titans come in five and two, riding high after beating Kansas City one week. And who was the team they beat the week before? They, they've had two big wins. The Bills. With, the Bills. The Bills. Great. Um, and it comes in Indiana minus two and a half. Just basically, this is a pick 'em because it's in Indianapolis. Yeah, I'll take the Colts. I think the the Titans are due for a little bit of a reality check, and the Colts are peaking at the right time. God, I don't want to agree with you. Um, I'm going to take the Titans. I'll let you. Zach's going with. I agree with you, though. I think I think you're absolutely right. But I'm going to go Titans and say they stay hot. You are going with Indy. I will take the Titans. I think this is – who are the Titans would be my question more, more than anything else, right? Well, they're Derrick Henry. Um, <laughs> and Derrick Henry. They, and their defensive personnel is bad. And, yes. But they somehow held the Chiefs to three points last week. That was embarrassing. The Chiefs got some questions, man. That's that's all. That we'll get to that in a minute. Bengals and Jets. How about the Bengals? Ten and a half, minus ten and a half. You said something to me about fantasy that's interesting about the Bengals. You think this might be a uh, Joe Burrow might take a step back this week? We'll I mean, leave that alone. I don't like messing with ten and a half. They're yeah. off their biggest win in fifteen years. That's not a stretch. Sometimes right. sometimes we get a little excited and we exaggerate. Perhaps you guys have noticed that. Not, <laughs> not in that case. Well, Sam Darnold's really got forty sub starts. Forty five starts. I got Pro Football Reference right in front of me. I'm, I'm 16 I'm, and 29. Well, the ones and the ones this year don't count or something. Oh, I got I got to I got to figure that one out. <laughs> um, Patriots chart. I'll give you here's the trio of four o'clock games that pop up for me. Uh, we got Patriots, Chargers, Jaguars, Seahawks, Washington, and the Broncos. We have already done one, two. We've done three games. Um, and then there's Buccaneers, Saints. And then you got Cowboys, Vikings, Giants, Chiefs. All right, Chiefs so are, I. Go if ahead. we knew about Dak, which we don't know right now, right. I, I would like the over in that game. I certainly don't if Dak doesn't play. Um, sneaky survivor pick Seattle. Jacksonville's got two of offensive linemen out. They're coming across the country. I know they're off for bye week. But, man, Seattle's still got good players. Seattle's going to win that game. They do. Seattle uh, is going to win that game. It's three and a half. I'll take, I would, yeah, I'll take Seattle there. Yeah. Um, the, char- you know, the Chargers, I don't know what's up with Austin Eckler. <sighs> They're off. A Doesn't bye. matter. Doesn't matter. Their offense is good. Enough. Like I know he's an important piece, but their offense isn't based upon a running back in my mind. I don't think the Patriots are good and I'm not. I, I well, their know. three wins are against rookie quarterbacks. Two of whom were named Zach Wilson. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So keep um, that in mind. Yeah. That's a good point. But four and a half is a lot though, because the Chargers do play close games and Belichick. Yeah, I don't know. I, a little concerns me that it's not seven and a half, right? Coming across right. the country against a team right. off a bye week. That's bizarre. Belichick, though, man. That's Bill Belichick is what I would say to you. That's it's also gonna... a revenge spot. Last year, the Patriots beat them 45 to nothing, and that's when everybody knew that it was that's over right. for our buddy Coach Lynn. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, Ali. Um, hey, Anthony, my office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Bring your playbook. <laughs> Bring your playbook. <laughs> hey, he's married Stacy Bell. God bless, Coach. He, 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 nothing wrong with my man. He's doing all right. 
Um, that's you know what you put a lot of. Qu- I can't go anywhere on the Patriots Chargers because of what we just talked about. I got I would I got to sit back and wait till kickoff on that one. Um, the Washington Football Team and the Broncos. This is a game no one will watch except the family and friends of the players of the Washington Broncos. I, These those two teams are ugly. The Broncos are terrible, just terrible after seeing. So is Washington. I know, I know that. That's a pass for me too. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we agree there. Let's go, Bucks Saints. Uh, Bucks are favored by four and a half. They're getting minus four and a half. It's in New Orleans. This is a Jameson Winston get back game, and I know you want to kill Jameson every time you get a chance, and he's done some goofy shit. But he's got 13 touchdown passes and only three interceptions. Maybe, just maybe, some good coaching is helping him grow up a little bit. Uh, but Tom is on a roll. But it's in it's in the dome. I want to take the Saints. I really do. I don't know why. And I don't have there's no rhyme or reason, but I'm going to take the Saints just for I don't I don't know why. I'm taking them. Yeah, um it's not one that really appeals to me. I'll take the Bucks for this purpose though. Okay. You got it. Are we to Brown Steelers yet? Yes, we are. You right. are right there. And then it just and because Baker Mayfield is playing hurt and he's going to wear his Hulk Hogan draws underneath his pants, <laughs> they're giving him four and a half points because he just, he's worth a point and a half. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to give you guys the 50-star lock of the year. Go buy some fireworks with it at American Fireworks. Hey, hey, speaking of, fireworks are getting ready to become legal. I saw my, our guys from American Fireworks all over the news yesterday. I don't like getting into politics, but that little goofy governor better sign off on this. And if so, American Fireworks, we're taking it to the top, and we're going to blow shit up every weekend legally. <laughs> um, the play of the year is under 42 in Brown Steelers. Ooh, are you saying? Because And as the weather's saying, it's supposed to be like 56, yeah, the weather's gonna 58. Be fine. Both, yeah. bo- both teams are going to try a deep shot early to get yep. the defense on us. But they both want to run, and they both want to throw sideways. And they both yeah. want to protect their quarterbacks. And I think both teams envision winning by their defense having an overall good game, obviously, but that one big play. And I think part into the offensive thinking, off the script, you know, once we get there, will be do not be the one that gives up that big turnover. I just right. think it's going to be a lot like last game. Um Frankly, a couple of weeks ago, the Steelers played the Broncos and um, had a lead. It, it, the Broncos made a furious comeback to push it over the total. It shouldn't have ever been that. I think it's 17-14 or 20-17. to 17. I think Nick Chubb comes back healthy in a big way. The Browns offensive line back intact. Chubb has a big game. Miles makes one or two big plays. Browns 20, Steelers 17. Under. 42 my concern my concern we never talked about we never talked about i like the under i'm going under as well um i do at some point in time and i know we don't have time today i do want to have a conversation though about what makes a great coach do you want a guy that schemes or you want a guy that motivates i can say in in my small world um some of the best technicians bored me and didn't get the best out of me some of the some of the worst technicians but guys that knew how to motivate got the best out of me but it's different for every athlete um, I will say this about the deep shot. I think you're absolutely right. We are going to see deep shots early, especially from the Pittsburgh side, because I think they're going to see the moves that have confused the Brown safeties. And I think that's what you have to do. If you're a good coach team, you see what the other team has had issues with and you challenge it early to see if you can, if you can steal the cheese, as they would say, and they're going to try to do that. So can the safeties 
take care of their job and, and, and pay attention to what they're paying attention to and not give up an easy one. You do not want Ben Roethlisberger to get a rhythm, even though he is old, fat, and over the hill, just like Zach, because that's been his whole life. You don't want to give him any energy to think that he has a chance. Um, both teams, the number that jumps out to me, both teams come in at minus two in the turnover ratio. Yeah. I've heard both coaches, both Kevin Stefanski and Mike Tomlin talk about they got to get back to turning the ball over and getting points off of turnovers. As you know better than most, Zach, and most people that listen to this podcast, the AFC North has usually been run by whoever wins the turnover battle, whether it's been Cincinnati back in the, in the Lewis days. Baltimore has always been great at it, and Pittsburgh has always been great at the turnover ratio. And for whatever reason, we don't have that from any of the, either of these teams so, and it's a nerdy thing to say, whoever wins, I think the Browns are going to win because the line's back strong, because you get back one of the best running backs in football, and because Hawk Hogan's music will be playing left and right out of every car when we leave <laughs> the stadium on Sunday. It is going to be a wild atmosphere. It, yes. it really is. Um, it's it's going to be fun. But yeah, no, the Browns have only forced four turnovers all year. Right. Um, it's a point of emphasis for them. They, they want to do it more. And last year, even when the defense was getting gashed, they won at least a couple of those games because they went turnover, aggressiveness, and, and pushed that lead up, right? Right, right. Um, you know, I, I think Miles is in a real good place right now. You know, I think he, he understands um, that he's having a good year, that he's needed. You know, I, I think he's he, kind of things have come together, right? Physically, yeah. mentally, goals, techniques, all of that. And um, not that he's been safe because, of course, he wants to take the ball away every time. But I think that he looks and says, okay, um, ben, you, ben made his living off tossing dudes away and extending plays. But now uh, Ben has to wind up to get it out there more than six yards. Right. And I think he's going to be looking for the football. And I think it's going to be a big, big strip sack or a big third down stop. The kind Willie McGinnis couldn't get 14 years ago. Um, and listen, right. this is a huge game. The Bengals are already two and zero in the division. The Steelers are already zero and one in the division. Right. The Steelers are three and three game. off a of bye. The Browns are four and three first division game. The loser is in fourth place and we're not even to the halfway point. There's a long way to go. And I think all of these teams are flawed. I think all of them have good players. You know, it's going to be competitive to the end, but you don't want to be in fourth place when November. No, starts. you don't. Here's a couple of a couple of things real quick. Uh, Cliff King- Kingsbury implied that AJ Green didn't hear the check last night, and that was pretty obvious. I went and had breakfast with my dad and one of his coworkers this morning, and they were flabbergasted that AJ Green went out and stalk blocked and didn't turn around for the ball. And I tried to explain to him, "There's no way in hell he knew there was a pass play when you see what he did." And I know everybody wants to have fun and mock everything that's been been said and done. AJ Green knows a check. If a receiver knows a check, says come to him. He knows the thing that bothers me about that about this whole thing. I was able as soon as they lined up, I go they got man to man up top, and it's AJ Green against against a rookie of rookies. How does AJ Green without even hearing the the check not look for the ball? Right, he should he have to put his hand up, saying, "Yeah, the dude was on Arizona's practice squad three weeks ago that picked right, the ball." Right, right. That was. And I, I mean, and, as yeah, strange that was an ending as you'll ever see. No yeah, it was a, it was a it, it was two good football teams with a lot of weird and bad things that happened at the end of the game. Yep. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, and Andrew Brandt kind of texted this. He said, Lambeau Field Southwest wins out. And it's true. That's the one thing the Browns have going for them. Everywhere they go, that there are enough fans that go out there and make noise because last night, enough Green Bay Packers may have helped win that game in Arizona because there ain't no real Arizona Cardinal fans anywhere. All right. I got to go. Um, I, can't, I don't think I really need to say this to our listeners. I think there's a certain level of intelligence, but this is a scary thing it, that it needs to be said to, in general. Do not lose your job over pictures of your Halloween costume. Yeah. That means don't rub your face with black paint and think you're funny, <laughs> assholes. I'll say that part. 
<laughs> don't do it for the gram. Nah, don't do it. For no, don't do it for no. Graham. Do it for your people. The best pictures of Zach Jackson and, and, and Halloween, you will never see them on social media. Get hey. the point, guys. Man. All right, I will um, be over tomorrow afternoon to watch games and drink beer. Hey, bring it. I mean, hey, hey, <laughs> if you can get away, you're more than welcome. The two times oh, I can get away. Yeah, the question is if I can come back. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, that's your lesson for the weekend for making see. You can leave, but can you go home? We love you. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> see.